Hey, Downers! From now till the end of the year, you can join the Downers Club and support the show for as little as $1 a month. As a club member, you'll get all of the bonus episodes that we do every single week and access to our exclusive Downers Club Facebook group. This is a limited time offer, so get in there before 2018 and check out all the fun we're having for just $1. For more information, check out tsidpod.com forward slash support. Following is a Goulash Media production. GoulashMedia.net. Welcome to the system is down. It's casual Friday. So damn casual. It makes me sick. Oh, oh, oh. Casual Friday. So damn casual. Welcome to the first episode of Casual Friday being recorded on a Monday. That's exactly how casual this is. And it is a <laughs> it is the first attempt at a Skype party, and I have no idea how this is going to go or what it's going to be, but it's just going to be uh, us hanging out and chatting about uh, whatever comes up. And on, I have the biggest, possibly the biggest Skype call anybody's ever had right now. Um, looking to beat that record next time, but I currently have six people on five different windows First up is Justin, last name, Zelinsky. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Justin, you're one of the newest members to the Downers Club, actually. How's it going, man? Pretty great, yeah. I think I've been in the, this club for a good six hours right now. Maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Feeling pretty all right. Six hours in the club and you're already part of the show. Congratulations. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> like to live life on the edge. Nice. <laughs> also have uh, Melissa... Last name, Pavla? Pavla. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I've known you much longer, and I still don't know how to pronounce your last name. That's all right. My mother still can't get it right either. <laughs> how are you doing, Melissa? I'm doing okay. How is everybody? Good. 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 Great. And when, when I introduce you, just say where you're from. Justin, where are you from? I'm from uh, Baltimore City, Maryland. Cool. Melissa? Uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Nice. And next up is Nathan and Jeanette, my uh, my brother and sister, um, in Hi. Christ, we'll say. <laughs> Two of my best friends, Nathan and Jeanette, from here in Alito. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah. Our baby stopped crying, so. It's good my to baby. always a bonus. Uh, your, your, your baby. <laughs> yeah, other dad. Got it. Yes, yes. You also have Forrest Bazat here. Forrest, what's up? Yep, nothing much. I'm doing well. Location? Uh, Sherrard, frickin' Illinois. <laughs> Love that enthusiasm. Yep. <laughs> oh, Illinois, that's six, right? <laughs> Sherrard is a small town of 600 people. It is nice. a very boring, boring town. <laughs> they have a library. Yep. Yeah, they do. And actually a new and improved one, too. And you live in the best <laughs> part of Sherrard, and it's still yet? boring. No, What's that? no Walmart. <laughs> no Walmart. <laughs> Yeah, you want any groceries, there's a 7-Eleven down the street. Right on. <laughs> if that counts. Dude, seriously. 7-Elevens. When, when, uh, when I was in Japan, 7-Elevens, they're everywhere, and they literally have everything. Like, they're one of the gr- 24 hours, <laughs> beer, food, anything you wanted to. It was the, it was the greatest. Shut up, Justin. Next up is J.B. Bryant. <laughs> J.B., how's it going, man? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Where are you from? 
you a lot, dude. I'm, you? I'm uh, yeah, I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. Originally oh. from Ocala, Florida, not too far from here. Nice. But I've been here since 2015, and, you know, life is <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Cool, cool. And, yeah. Well, we've got a bunch of... Uh, I actually I actually didn't even know this was being recorded, but uh, we'll do this. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm all Surprise. full of surprises. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, uh, like I said, this is just a, a hangout, a party, chatting yeah. it up, seeing uh, what's going on. So, JB, there won't be the pressure that I put on you last time of defend your Alex Jones, but uh, oh, how are you and AJ doing lately? Mm, um, <laughs> I haven't listened to him a lot. I, I actually did watch a, an Owen Schwer or uh, what's his name? Owen Schroyer video. He was in uh, Austin uh, checking out the uh, the the Black Lives Matter or no the uh, what are they the Antifa protest that didn't really do anything. Right. The you know the, the end of the world November fourth event. Yep. <laughs> Watched Another it, end of the world that we all made it through. Congratulations, everyone. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty awesome. <laughs> I made it through November 4th, and all I got was this loud <laughs> They gave you an Adidas you know, t-shirt um, for making it through the end of the world? <laughs> you know, I meant to message you earlier um, because there was this one guy that was like, uh, the one guy was like, uh, oh, yeah, I used to be an Alex Jones fan, but Alex Jones is a shill. <laughs> he even used your terminology. It, it's it not my terminology. It is. It's the it's the downer terminology. <laughs> well, it came long before <laughs> me, and now I'm being called a shill on YouTube. So you know, who does Alex <laughs> shill for? Are you serious? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I had a conspiracy. Yeah, I had a. Oh, absolutely. It's it's my life goal to be called a shill. That means somebody's listening. So yeah, yep. I had that one episode that blew up and got. A, quite a few comments and it takes about 50 comments on a conspiracy video before somebody calls you a shill so that means success. you got a nerve somewhere yeah mm-hmm. absolutely totally who's who, who's alex supposedly shilling for we can't alex figure Jones? it out last i yeah. heard it was the jews but nathan nathan way in here <laughs> you know oh, yeah kind of prefer know. not to be because you have you have pro you have pro Jew conspiracy theorists and anti Jew conspiracy theorists and if yes, you know exactly. they both fight each other and they they hit they all come at Alex Jones for whatever reason mm-hmm. like I used to be a big listener of him years and years and years ago um, practically like right after he first launched online and I loved his show I even bought some of his videos yada yada and then I, over the years I just kind of noticed um, things were getting a little weird like <laughs> fear mongering oh yeah to be at an all-time high but it was mostly coming from the people that were commenting on his articles on his website and it was just get to me it was just getting out of control yeah. so i stepped away from alex jones for a while <laughs> and i've actually just recently gotten back into him and i've noticed a, a shift in him i see that passion in him coming back out that he oh, used to have <laughs> when he first launched. And so I've kind of been listening to him a little more. Um, and I've noticed a lot of what he has been coming out with has been proven in the mainstream, like later after he says it. Sure. So it just kind of mm-hmm. tells me that, you know, he's not 
being paid off to say certain things or whatever. Like he's genuinely getting into the heart of everything, right. going in live with cameras, showing people what's going on. And I think it's awesome. Whoa, this is a twist. So you're saying, so, so I think, yeah. I think what, what, what everyone was saying on our, uh, on the podcast I was on, they were saying basically, oh, he's changed. He's different. But basically what you're an even earlier listener and you're saying he's coming full circle. Like basically yeah, he's, he's come back around. Cause what I noticed oh. was after he launched that, uh, Bohemian Grove documentary yeah. that he did where he like went in. That's when yeah. I noticed that there was a change in him where he just kind of like backpedaled a whole lot. And put in a whole lot of fluff. Like, he'd put the truth out there, but then there'd be a whole lot of fluff that just didn't add up. And I, I stopped listening to him for years and years after that. And like I said, I just mm-hmm. recently got back into him. Sure. And JB and Melissa, I would love to talk to you guys both on this stuff, but I'm sure that the rest of the people are yeah, bored yeah, yeah. talking about Alex Jones. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So what do you guys – I mean – I mean, the show is basically about conspiracies, politics, and religion. So I guess a good way to open this up is like, what is, what are you guys' favorite topics to hear about? And we can see if we have a middle ground to chat about. Open to anybody who wants to answer. <laughs> so I, um, I, I'm sure plenty of y'all have been listening to this podcast for a while, but I've been listening to the higher side chats. Hell yeah. You ever heard of that? No, what's that? Yeah, I keep um, stealing his all his guests, like Ola Damgard and uh, Marty Lee. Yeah. So. <laughs> what is it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Higher side chats. Higher side chats. Yeah, I don't know what that I've is. Not heard of it. Um. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That that's what I noted. A friend of mine sent it, uh, Derek, who I was trying to get on here, but um, the one that I'm listening to right now is so fascinating. It's about um the universe. So he has like mathematical equations that quote-unquote prove that the universe basically pulses on and off almost like a like a film reel yeah so where there's it's like in nanoseconds like re like matter is basically just it's like on and off on and off so like he was saying like consciousness is the time in between the the times where matter is pulsing on if that makes sense are these are these huh? pulses in at a time scale that's not like not detectable? Like, obviously, I mean, I mean, like so large that it's a it's a nonsensical thing for from our perspective. Is that it? Yeah, I mean, there, it, it's impossible to comprehend like physically. Like you wouldn't be able to catch it. Sure. obviously. Is it too large <laughs> but, or too small? It, not that I want to. Too small. Okay, so yeah. JB, your answer to my question would be conspiracies. So anybody else want to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, conspiracies are always fun. Well, it was fascinating because he's talking about like, um, cause there have been different people that have said things about UFOs where they're like coming in and out of like view or they're becoming like transparent, almost similar to like ghost encounters and stuff. And he was basically saying like, quote unquote, alien technology is basically utilizing that pulse. So they're, they're, they're shifting between the, he, 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 I don't know. I'm not doing it justice at all. It sounds absolutely off the wall, but just giving me a hard yes to my question. That's fine. Yeah, it's, it's not really, <laughs> they're making the topic for this No, it's, it's, it's all like, I mean, so, I mean, basically what I've been into lately is like the, the metaphysics behind reality. It's been kind of 
Interesting. <laughs> just a casual weekend endeavor working on the of reality. Force. String theory is uh, basically that thought that everything is uh, down to a vibration. And uh, I mean, we, we can measure going for light and uh, color and sound, everything to vibration. And you've got positive, negatives, and atoms. Right. And if you if you could hypothetically control your phase relationship with the matter around you, you could. I mean, this sounds silly, but theoretically, if you could control that phase relationship, you could pass through solid objects or appear invisible. Yeah. So, assuming Jesus they have a higher walls. Yeah, if they have like a higher level of technology, it's not that insane. Right. right. No. Now I have an answer. That yes? transcends <laughs> on the plane of shape. <laughs> Forrest. My answer is thing about shape yeah. <laughs> Forrest, what do you like to hear My, about? <laughs> religion. The end. <laughs> I'm trying not to make the same mistake. No, actually, I'll say uh, I'd say religion, but not because I'm a pastor's son. Yes, I'm I'm a pastor's son on a podcast such as this. As who am I? And uh, <laughs> I'm a pastor's grandkid. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, I'm a. I'm a pastor's son and a pastor's grandkid. I got you both beat. Okay. Actually, what I like to hear, what I like to hear is uh, when people actually have uh, some guff about religion and they can actually slam it in a way because I can think of many ways that you know religion can be uh, can be slammed, and I'm open to hear any of that. Sure. <laughs> so, speaking of religion, I, that's definitely something I've been finding myself interested in too, and I, I attribute this like 95% to following what Jordan Peterson has been doing. I uh, look. Growing up, I grew up in a pretty religiously agnostic household. My parents never really talked about it. We identified as Christian because that just was like the thing that made sense to do. And then in college, I was trying to figure out what I believed. I, I tried to read the Bible a little bit. I tried to figure that out, but I got kind of sucked into the sort of like militant new wave atheism type thing, the, the Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris type stuff. And yeah. I was like, you know, this the obnoxious 21-year-old, like, oh, yeah. Christians, they're dumb, and how do they believe this? I'm so cool because I, I like science, et cetera. But um, Peterson's like psychological uh, interpretations of the biblical stories had really made me really re- sort of reassess Christianity and its influence in Western civilization and maybe sort of a lot of the meaning behind a lot of the actions that your day-to-day Christian might do. And it really made me respect it a lot more, something I'm still trying to go down and figure out for myself. Oh, yeah. I, I identify myself as Christian, although I don't even really like to use that term. I'll say, like, Christ follower or disciple or something. Yeah, but I, I have that. yeah, I've, I have absolutely no problem, though, basically listing all the ways that, that other Christians can be, like, really, really stupid, like the decision, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just the really stupid decisions they make and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, basically, I'm... Try not to make it sound like I'm a Christian hater because obviously I'm one myself. I just I can see the flaws and blemishes. Basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's funny. I I wouldn't identify as Christian, but I'm starting to gain a serious appreciation for it, and you know maybe that'll change over time. <clears throat> yeah. Did anyone see that uh, Noah movie starring Russell Crowe? Nope. <laughs> no, I want to. I'm one of the few Christians in the world who actually absolutely adored that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Did everybody else hate it because it had one thing wrong, and so it can't possibly be Christ-centered? It's like clearly a work of fiction. (laughs) I'm Christian as well, and like you, I over the years I've come to not like to be identified under that label as Christian Mm -hmm. just because of the, the stigma that's 
been associated with it, especially in the last 10 years. I mean, very mm-hmm. recently. Um, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a follower. Like, you have a follower of Christ, gospel, all that. Right. I really get into the parts of the scriptures that the churches do not want to talk about or absolutely refuse to talk about. Mm-hmm. But we can talk about that some other time because, I mean, a lot of the stuff that they won't talk about falls in line with a lot of the um, topics I see in the Facebook group. You know, the so things that... Please get into that sometime. Oh, yeah, I would love to. Actually, it's the things, some of the things that Christians refuse to talk about is honestly what chases people out of the church to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you don't usually hear, you know, a Christian pastor talking about, you know, deliverance from demons, let alone, you know, doing what Christ did when he was on earth. Like, what, like, two-thirds of his commission on earth was casting out demons from people? And mm-hmm. you can get a pastor to even talk about that stuff these days. No. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm I'm a Christian too, but I don't really uh, I don't really like try to fight the label. I just try to re- redefine it, if that makes sense. Mm, perfect mm. sense. That's kind of what I was trying to say, but yeah. I didn't want to get too far into it because my mom likes the term lamb. Like, just call us lambs. I'm like, yeah, I don't, want, I don't like that one either. <laughs> sheeple. <laughs> oh, God, that's so sheeple. <laughs> I just call yeah, that I, I just I, say that I'm faithful. I'm a faithful. I just try to be, I just try to be normal. I mean, I think I think the, the the problem that Christians have on on whatever end of the spectrum is that they're just not normal, you know. Like, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a crazy wild conspiracy theorist, but I put it in a normal way. I mean, I I'm friends with a lot of people that are very against conspiracy theories and th- and Me too. things like that. But but I'm just I'm just normal and real with people. I mean, I, and, and I tell people I'm an evangelist and that doesn't necessarily mean a Christian evangelist, but I'm an evangelist about anything I get into. Mm-hmm. I just talk and I make it normal to people. Yeah. That makes sense. Dear God, I, mean, I, I just, a, I just imagined Dan as a vaping lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, yeah, Jeanette, weigh in. Not yeah, necessarily yeah. even on the Christian right. thing, but uh, the initial question was, what's your, what do you like about, the topics that we talk about between conspiracies, politics, and religion. Um, I like it when you talk to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> come around more often, and I will. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I I just enjoy. Uh, Sorry, my Entertaining, uh, just different different thoughts. Okay. So, um, I don't know, especially I I like things that have to do with science and like just mm-hmm. natural law and. I'm I'm less like interested in things that Yeah. I'm I'm less interested in things like to do specifically with politics because there's a lot of obfuscation and things I can't prove. But with natural science, at least I feel like there's there's something I can there's actually at least a debate there. <laughs> I can argue against. Right. Yeah. Yep. There there's something to dig into. So right. I'm more interested in that kind of stuff. Sure. Which reminds me, I want to make a complaint about this podcast. Sweet. <laughs> Please do. Too Turn much up. flat earth. Too much flat earth. Good. So, God. what do you guys all think <laughs> about flat earth? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it, the earth. I know I have one person in this group that uh, won't let me down, but it's not what we're here to talk about. But we're not here to talk about anything, so I guess it can be. <laughs> um, I was just about to say. Yeah, but uh, what would you? guys say i mean this is kind of like forum 
on steroids. So, like, what are you guys' likes and dislikes about the show? Like, I, I'm open to everything and anything. Um, like, what do you guys, what's your favorite things to hear about? Any guests that you're interested in? What do you hate? I want the hate more than anything. So, tell me what you hate. I'll start with that. Um, I personally, I personally loved the episode when, uh, crap, uh, your wife's brother was tearing you to pieces. <laughs> I can't yep. remember his name. <laughs> Cole. He used to go to your church, yeah, but it's whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> loved that episode. <laughs> well, there's a lie. You, you, you love Dan hate is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much. I love when you have people Dan on Dan who Dan hate Dan. you. <laughs> <laughs> and he hit it on me too, so. Yeah. Justin. Yes. Hi. Hey, what's up? Uh, you. I got. Uh, what? Oh, uh, I I got I got to admit that um I'm still pretty much a somewhat of a newbie listening to your show, so I'm not really feeling qualified to critique anything thus far. Well, I, I've frankly I've liked your appearances. I've seen more of your appearances on other podcasts, not necessarily your <laughs> one own. one really single cool. other podcast. <laughs> yeah, so, multiple uh, times, of course. How, how oh, did you yeah, get involved? So. How did you hear about it? How did you get involved? Oh, uh, D- Dan has been on the Lines of Liberty podcast in multiple different formats, and uh, right. I found that pretty pretty entertaining and exciting. And it was actually his his flat Earth defense he he gave justin talks about flat earth on this podcast way too much i think we need yeah way too much (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know i thought that was interesting but cool so you you say i've been on there a lot i've only been on there for that and then me and brian mcwilliams do the south park recaps is that what you're talking about yeah but see yeah the south park recaps which has been multiple episodes thus far which has been fun yeah can Can you uh tell me more about that well, if you listen to the show, you would know all about it by now, but... Okay, I have limited time. I, I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, you have limited time and you have a baby, but you can't listen to the podcast, but you can come on it. So, seems a little self-centered to me. I've several times and I'm, then canceled on us. Yeah, I'm so... just trying to hang out with you, man. Like, that's all you ever do. <laughs> to be fair, I invited Nathan and Jeanette on initially to talk about the movie Get Out, and then ended up having Brian McWilliams from the Lines of Liberty podcast on to talk about the movie instead, so... Because he's so much more important than us. He, yeah. he, he held his own much better than you're doing right now, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you remember when I told you about the time I tried watching Get Out? <laughs> uh, I, I've had several people talk to me about that. <laughs> I don't recall. I, I popped the disc in, and instead of the movie Get Out, it was actually the movie Life. <laughs> <laughs> so your experience with the movie is I held the case once. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> nice. Give me some hate. Hate it up. That's what we're here to um, talk about. I've talked to you about this before, but since you want me to hate on you, I wish you would do short form content. Well, and stop I, talking uh, so long. I don't always have an hour to listen to a podcast. So now the longest people can listen to stuff now is like thirty seconds. Yeah, you know, Nathan. I do a lot of driving. Nathan, if you start like listening to, to a podcast minutes. and you don't have time to finish it, you can always yeah. continue it. No, <laughs> because technology I, works. What if what if I get to like fifteen minutes and then I I got to find one in the middle of my drive? That's not cool. <laughs> don't text and drive. I feel your pain. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how am I supposed to exactly walk away from such about. an engaging conversation? 
<laughs> There's no hint of sarcasm. <laughs> he said sarcastically. <laughs> Jeanette, don't Hi. let the man only speak for you. <laughs> he always talks over me, so I just kind of That's sit here. That's definitely and... what everyone would agree upon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no I, comment. I can't think of any hate because I don't. Uh, I can't uh, write at the moment, but I really do like the conversations of like how kind of pop culture Christianity sucks, and okay. I really enjoyed the God hates Kurt Cameron conversation. That was that was great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I I find that a lot of like uh, Christianese and churchianity type of things kind of make me gag, and so I appreciate the like kind of. Uh, countercultural um, perspective on a lot of art and music, sure. media, and stuff. So, no it's hate. So com- it's so comforting to find other Christians who hated God's Not Dead. <laughs> I've actually never seen it. No, that's probably for the best. I didn't watch it. I watched the trailer and I threw up on my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Just as a general rule, I don't consume Christian art. <laughs> I yeah. just, I don't get that. There was a really good dead. movie recently, uh, Heart of Man. A friend of mine was, uh, he did the score for the movie. It was really, I've really heard good. of that. Yeah. It was yeah, really good. It was, kind of the, it was kind of the prodigal son story. Yeah. Um, really well done. Really beautiful visually. Um, the storyline was really good. It, it was kind of interlaced with, interviews with people with with broken pasts like sexually mostly but not just that but uh it was really really good the best recommend that the best biblical film that that came out this year was war for the planet of the apes (laughs) (laughs) explain yourself (laughs) i mean it pretty much is the story of moses in ape form (laughs) They Wasn't the guy the who played Moses the in the old Moses movie in the original Planet of the Apes? Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston, yeah. Charlton Heston? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, my wife would know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. So explain oh, I'll see how... you guys later. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for coming on. <laughs> Best Christian film of the year, War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, go check it out. <laughs> no explanation needed. No, I think it had enough. I think it had enough uh, biblical parallels. Again, it just it really reminded me of the story of Moses, and they all end up in the promised land by the end. And there's just that real. There's just so much in the movie about actually, just like the title of that movie. Um, this other man whose name I can't remember because I'm terrible at names explained heart of man. <laughs> uh, what JB? What JB? Thank me? you. Yeah. I read a. I read your comments all the time. I don't understand. <laughs> 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 Wait, you don't understand my comments? No, I don't understand why I can't remember your <laughs> name. Can't oh. <laughs> so I've got, uh, what, five people here whose common denominator is some sort of Christianity and another guy who doesn't look like he's paying attention right now. But <laughs> he, and the other guy. Yeah, he is... Uh, on the fence here. So there's at least a common religious theme a little bit. Um, and then I've got JB who's into conspiracies and Melissa who's into conspiracies and Nathan who pretends like he's not into conspiracies or doesn't want to be. <laughs> um, 
So I'm trying to figure out <laughs> common threads here so we can find a, a nice middle ground to talk. Uh, Justin so Dan, is, I, Justin's into politics as well, obviously, because he came here from Lions of Liberty. Anybody else into politics? I'm, I'm into conspiracies and politics, just laying that on the table. Oh, definitely. You're the full they package. They kind of go hand in hand, like <laughs> politics, religion, like, I don't know, even coincidence theory, I guess, all falls in the realm of conspiracy in some sense. Does reading every one of Donald Trump's tweets count as politics? Not even remotely. <laughs> A little bit. I don't know, but when my phone starts going off at like five o'clock in the morning, it's really annoying, Donald. It's like <laughs> stop texting me. Well, well, to talk to talk to talk classic, um, to talk classic conspiracy theory. So I, and somewhat tying in with politics, I read this book recently called The War State, which pretty much outlined the rise of the FBI and the CIA after World War II, and just sort of the very sketchy things that was going on during the Eisenhower into Kennedy's administration leading up to the Kennedy assassination. So that sort of that sort of background with the stuff going on with Kennedy right now, the, some of the files being leaked and some of the commentary going around that. I mean, just I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. Yeah, I'm, oh, the book's called The War State. The War State. Yeah, it's like the, the rise of the military industrial okay. complex. I'll go on Amazon. It's by, it's by Mike Swanson. Okay. Um, I, it's phenomenal. It was, it was fantastic, Ooh. and it was also horrifying. So I, I definitely it's would recommend on, uh, It's free on Kindle Unlimited. Nice. Okay, I've got Kindle on my iPad. Kindle Unlimited, though. I, I would definitely recommend that book. Uh, it really – I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't really done enough research in Kennedy's administration overall to really say if I have an opinion about him, but it definitely seemed like he was very skeptical of all the stuff going on um, specifically with the Soviet Union and, and Cuba. And I wouldn't be surprised if the CIA was involved to some extent with what happened with him. It just, totally. you know. I was reading about the military industrial complex recently, except they were using Iron Man 3 as an analogy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so That's definitely kind of a classic conspiracy right there. I don't know I don't, what other conspiracies are that are interesting. Like Flat Earth. 9-11, I have no idea. That, I'm, I'm not sure about that one yet. Well, it's certainly not a yes. coincidence that pretty much most of the Kennedy family, like, randomly died somehow, like, prematurely. Yeah. An unlucky but family. Clearly, there the was least. a hit on the bloodline for whatever reason. Except I don't know, for Ted Kennedy, who killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Except for Ted Kennedy, who ended up killing somebody. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. I can't believe that. Tables on that one. Let's was Ted the bit. killer all along? Did we just solve it? All the JFK files were going to be sealed until everybody that was involved in his death was dead. And once everyone had died, they were going to come out with it. That was 50 years ago. That's what I remember hearing when I was little. I mean, this would have been like in the early 80s. So I don't know if it's a coincidence that... It's coming out now. Maybe everyone who's involved has died, and it, Donald Trump just happens to be in office at the same yeah. time, or what? But I, that's just something I that sticks out in my head to this day. I just I remember that. <laughs> Which makes me beg the question: I haven't really been reading the JFK files, except where Hitler might have been living <laughs> in the sixties. Yeah. yeah, same. But, uh, Columbia. But, yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. But like the issue with that was somebody said, "Hey." We think that he might be living, and then the person above them in the ranks said, "No, he's not." Yeah, <laughs> done. <laughs> so, yeah. case closed. Got a good point. How's everyone? <laughs> how's everyone felt about what uh, the files have said so far? 
I have not been... delved all the way into them yet, so I can't really comment too much. I have studied a lot about the JFK death, um, just out of curiosity over the years, because I just I like to read about that kind of stuff. But I have not fully gotten into the files. I wish I had, but I I can't. I just can't do it yet. It seems <laughs> yeah. to me, from what I can tell, uh, Kennedy was assassinated. Um... <laughs> In a parade. <laughs> he had not, a not really large migraine at some point. Expert analysis. Yes, thank you. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> More to come. I think only a small fraction of the files have been released, so we're still kind of waiting on them to come out. And of course, they're redacted to, you know, yeah. not really. T- I mean, like, I'm not surprised. I'd be very surprised, rather, if they actually released anything substantial. But then again, it's 2017 and Donald Trump is president. So it's absolutely unclear what the future holds for us with regards to this. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Exciting times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, <laughs> I, I haven't looked into it nearly as much as I should, given that I run what some call a conspiracy theory podcast. And I keep saying it's not a conspiracy podcast. Um, it is. It's, shut up. <laughs> what is shut it? Up, dude. It's a it's a podcast about uncomfortable conversations, and all y'all want to talk about is freaking conspiracies. So, can we talk about poop? Sure. Wait, so Dan, did the blackout happen? Yes, or whatever. Yeah, it happened. Oh, it did. Yeah, I turned my lights off at three (laughs) p.m. As I said in that episode, I don't think I don't know. I don't I don't know, but this is what I'm hearing. That's all I'm saying. Just saying what I heard. Um. Uncomfortable things. When I joined the Downers Club, I was surprised not to see one, uh, not to see one thread that had anything to do with sex. I'm just saying. <laughs> Should talk about sex more. All right, let's have a group <laughs> yeah. party discussion on Casual Friday about sex. Go. Somebody take it away. We uh, need a baby. It, so. it leads to babies. <laughs> occasionally, babies, but eventually you have to have a hysterectomy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did really you uh, did, did you all see the uh, the anti fuss sign about pedophilia? I, I have no idea. Well, Way to bring it down, JB. Right? Way to bring it oh. down. Like, oh, sorry, <laughs> you said uncomfortable, and my mind immediately went there. <laughs> no, we said sex, and your mind immediately went there. <laughs> no, I was thinking about that before that. I'm gonna touch that. <laughs> do we do we know if that sign was true or not, or it, it looked like Photoshop? Did it? Yeah, no, it wasn't true. I, I haven't heard any. I haven't heard anything proving that it was pro- photoshopped. From my understanding, they've they've been closely tied to that. Uh, what was the organization? Um, Nambla. Nambla for a while. Yeah, they've been associated with Nambla for a while. I think. <clears throat> well, cool. That's all I. Heard about. That's disgusting, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I googled uh, antifa pedophiles, and the first uh, the first link was from Daily Caller. Shocking. Wow. <laughs> You know what I do on a Friday night generally? I say, hey, you guys want to hang out and talk about pedophilia? (laughs) (laughs) On a Monday? No, it's casual Friday. How far do you guys want to get into that side of it? Because I think Dan is probably the only one here in this group that I actually have like on my personal Facebook. And um, I've kind of like blown up my own wall over this whole thing with Hollywood and the, the politicians and all that Pizzagate, Pedogate, whatever you want to call it. Yep. I, I, have, I cause I I've known about it for so many years and I'm not shocked one bit about what's happening, what's coming out. I mean, it, it was said that this was going to happen. 
I'm down and, and we can touch on it, but I would say let's keep more, it a little surfacey because yeah, like some... the, I was just I was just gonna say like the more people in Hollywood that come forward, it's gonna be tied to these politicians. These politicians are gonna go down with them, and I think what we're seeing now is just barely scratching the surface. There's more to come for sure. And I can start as far as names, what the like sexual assaults or um, just general legitimate accus- accusations of pedophilia within. Oh, okay. Washington DC heads for sure. That in Hollywood. <laughs> it's coming down. The all of it's line, together. Right? Do what? I said that in Hollywood. It's all together. Yeah, I mean they're tied together. They're, you know, Washington and Hollywood are thick as thieves, no doubt. Let me ask so you this: Trump knows all what goes on. You know, Obama. Know, they all know. Mm-mm. Oh, there's 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 stories about Obama too when oh, yeah. he was younger. But um, <laughs> let me ask. Let me ask you this. You know, a, a lot of the the pro-Trump websites are saying that oh, Trump's cracking down on pedophilia. Is it him cracking down, or is it just happen to be? Does it just happen to be at the same time that he's in office? <laughs> I think um, it's just the new thing of the year. There seems to be like per year, there's that one thing that's like the biggest deal. And last year it was like you know, police killing people. This year, it's celebrities touching, touching little people. boys. So it seems to be the new thing of the year. And it might just so happen to be because Trump is president. And I don't really know if it does have anything to do with him. But it seems like you, uh, Melissa, you've seemed to do a lot more research than we have on the whole, like, where politicians tie into it. So Yeah. Didn't it kind of really start off with the... Uh, Bill Cosby thing, like yeah. I mean that that's a long run, but mm-hmm. seems like that's kind of the it was the big note sexual uh, accusation thing that kind of led to everything else. Well, if we're gonna get into that, run, like his accusations coming out in public was kind of like the test run. Like, yeah, you know, let's yeah. announce this to the rest of the civilians and let's see how they react react to it. Let's see what happens. But it seems like after Weinstein, all these people have been yeah. getting basically the balls to step up and say, okay, I have these experiences to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, it seems like after Weinstein, almost every day you hear a new one coming out. Yeah. Um, because it's almost, like, it's almost, I get the vibe from, from everything surrounding that, that like he, he was in the industry, like the untouchable. It was like, he was the barrier. Like, mm. No one talks about him, and once 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 it came out with him, everyone got up the courage that was needed to come out with their own stories. Sure. Funny story. Funny story about Weinstein, if there could ever be one. <laughs> um, so I've heard a few. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Channing Tatum was actually going to uh, direct a movie adaptation of one of my all-time favorite books. Um, and he was going to produce it with the Weinstein company. Is that? Oh, the I Bible? heard about that. He pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> Channing Tatum as Jesus. <laughs> now the, 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 book's, uh, the book's called Forgive Me, Leonard Peacock, a book about a teenage boy threatening to kill his ex-best friend and then himself. <laughs> Cheery. <laughs> Don't worry, it's actually a lot better than it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Channing Tatum was going to... Um, uh, produce it with the Weinstein company, and when the, all that stuff about Weinstein circled around, he's like, he just he pulled the plug and said, no, I'm not going to make it now. And uh, 
then he revealed the big twist that the story had and the fact that the main character was sexually abused. So speaking of <laughs> subject matter. <laughs> right. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So do you guys um, want to talk about guys- pedophilia all night or what? Well, I was just going to say, the last thing I was going to say, if you guys go online, I, I can't remember if I put this in the forum or not, um, but if you go online and just type in the name Liz Crokin um, and pull her up, um, she's a big investigator. She's a journalist about, um, she's an advocate for people who are victims of sexual assault. And she does tons of research, tons of investigative journalism um, within the realms of everything that we're talking about here with these different people. And as far as Trump oh, goes, um, apparently there's been 6,000 arrests of people who are involved in these sex trafficking rings of, of children, um, and they've all happened under Trump's watch. Trump has come out and talked about it in youth conferences as his daughter Ivanka, and the mainstream media is not covering it. But if you do a little bit of research, you can pull these interviews up of them, and you can find them, and you can listen to them. Seems like the whole ped- the Pedogate thing came out, it was... More like right around the times that, um, oh, what do you call it? Um, the preliminary, the preliminary elections and all that were coming up for the president and all that. So it just seems like it kind of just kind of got washed away there for a little bit because you know Obama wasn't going to pursue it. He's getting ready to leave the White House. What for? <laughs> so yeah. you had Trump come. There's a, there's a lot of action going on with it under his watch. Yeah. Now I've recorded actually a very long episode about Pizzagate and done way more research into it than I want to and I have not released it yet because I don't want to go through and edit the whole thing because it's a very taxing subject to get into but I am going to talk about all this stuff and uh, we can certainly dig into it in the future after that all comes out but I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this show for things other than conspiracies or pedophilia (laughs) will uh, not know what we're talking about necessarily um so so let's let's get casual. This is Casual Friday. Let's stop talking about pedophilia, people. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about uh, chemtrails and aliens. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> is there anybody here who doesn't want to talk about conspiracies at all? And uh, you do. guys are all yeah, you guys are all proving my point uh, every time somebody says it's a conspiracy podcast. I'm like, it's not. But that's all anybody wants to talk about. I have six people yeah. on, and guess what we're talking about. Well, Dan, yeah. you just proven something. You've latched onto your audience. <laughs> it's clear. Well, that's what I uh, I enjoy talking about, and that's what people get pissed off at me for talking about in my day to day life. So I'm not opposed to it. But well, Dan, the first thing that I don't want to alienate anybody who's not into this type of thing either, since we're here as yeah. a group discussion. Before you started this group, the first thing you talked to me about that was your big bomb to drop was flat Earth. And you were like, you know, people don't want to talk about this. Yep. And so you started talking to me about Flat Earth. Uh-huh. And then you started the podcast to talk about things like that that people don't want to talk about. So right. you keep saying it's not a conspiracy podcast. I but. do want to talk about it. It's not <laughs> supposed to be, but I can't stop it. That's what everybody wants <laughs> to talk about. I personally couldn't care less about the majority of conspiracies. All right. But so let's talk to somebody else. I'm also... <laughs> I'm not a very like vocal person when it comes to like group discussions and stuff. I guess like I kind of got pulled into this by you, so <laughs> hey, like, I don't. You volunteered like, to over- be in this conversation tonight, so excuse you. You asked. <laughs> I asked generally, and I included you as one of fifty people that I asked. 
<laughs> and you're welcome to go leave and take care of your baby if you feel so inclined. <laughs> My baby. Just kidding. What he's trying to say is no one asked you. Well, you'd be very mad at me today, Daniel. The reason why she's fussy is because we got her shots. Vaccinated. <laughs> oh. Let's talk about vaccines. <laughs> In my attempt to lighten this discussion. I'm kind of against them. My wife is for them. So what she says goes. Yeah. Because the I, wife is always right. You know, I just generally don't like polio, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I have a preference against polio and smallpox. Yeah. So there was an amazing for for I mean for all the people I mean I'm still on the fence I would say, but there was this amazing presentation on uh, the Geoengineering Watch uh, YouTube page with Dan or Dean Higgington. Is that his name, Dean? Does anyone else watch Geoengineering Watch? Nope. No, I don't know this. Nope. Oh, man. It's about the website, like Geoengineering TV or something like that, and it was constantly updating daily the activity that's going on with it. Yeah, Dan Wigington. Um, I, I was on the, fin- uh, on the fence about the vaccine thing, the chemtrails thing, all that stuff, until I saw him. Um, I'm becoming more and more convinced. He basically, from my understanding... Like I heard him tell his backstory at one point. Um, he he had he decided he wasn't really a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. But I don't know what brought him brought about this in his life. But I guess at some point he decided to kind of go off the grid and kind of get his own place just out in the middle of nowhere and grow his crops and do all that stuff. And he noticed that like his crops were starting to die and. He started testing the rainwater and something something like he noticed that the rainwater after times where he saw these um, contrails more in the sky. It was more acidic, rain, maybe? It was something something about it. I, I, I'm, I'm not doing it justice at all, but he was telling it. It was like basically whatever it, it correlated with when he saw these trails in the sky. JB, you're on the system props. is down. We don't do anything justice. That's not our intention here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was very like scientific about his approach. And I was like, wow, I don't really see this in the chemtrail discussion. You know, like what I've heard from chemtrails is mostly Alex Jones just spouting things off and not, not going into any kind of detail about it. Um, but he, he's extremely thorough and detailed about it, but he had this, he, I guess he does this conference and he had this lady on there who's used to be in the medical industry. I don't remember what her role was, but she went super detailed into the vaccine issue. Um, and it wasn't, she's like, it's, I'm not anti-science. She's like vaccines, like the methodology works. It's just that the way it's being implemented and tested isn't reliable like 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 basically what she said is they test these vaccines on healthy people and the people they push them to the most are sick people yeah you don't know what the adverse effects are going to be on the sick people well Um, i don't think it's that they push it to sick people they push it to everybody i mean and yeah they're like needed but but you know they have people that where they're like oh especially you you have to get this with well i i 
That's, Sorry, I mean, the, the herd immunity is, is for the people who can't get immunizations. So everybody else is there to protect them from actually contracting it. Yeah, this might be the one of the few areas where I actually don't um, have any conspiracies at all. I mean, I, I think I, I've been vaccinated my entire life. Um, Me too. I don't have autism, to my knowledge. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think there's a weird... There, there definitely is some weirdness going on with regards to... It's something like you can't sue the, the corporations that make vaccines, which, yeah, that bothers me. But I mean, every single major industry lobbies the government to get protection. So I don't think this is anything unique to the vaccination corporations. I, I do yeah. hold, um, I mean, as a libertarian and I believe in self-ownership, there is that weird area. So to what extent, I don't like the government mandating you have to inject chemicals into your body against your will. That Preach. bothers me. Though I think that's a good idea. Like I, I would, I advocate you know vaccines are good if if when i have children they're probably going to get vaccinated i don't necessarily think we need to be loading infants up with everything and i think that's the herd immunity discussion that was mentioned earlier but i still think there. i mean the fact is we don't have polio we don't have smallpox and i think that's worth the small margin of error of the people who respond negatively to that so i mean i don't well, my thing is, I don't, I don't think necessarily that all vaccines should be avoided. All vaccines are bad. I just, and I'm, I'm not good about following through. Like, I just think that thorough research needs to be done before a parent just trusts everything the doctor tells. Oh, sure, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, there's perverse incentives in the medical system right now. I mean, the fact that they're, you know, putting kids on ADHD medication is horrifying. And I'm so grateful my mom did not do that to me when I was a child. Like. Mm -hmm. Kids are not meant to be sitting down in a classroom for eight hours a day, not moving. That that doesn't surprise me that they go crazy from that. Yeah. And and I don't I don't necessarily think that I sort I, I definitely don't think that the pediatricians are maliciously out to hurt yeah. children. Yeah. It's it's big pharmaceutical companies that I'm worried about. Yeah. Um, and I, and I vape and I'm extremely, I mean, I, that's especially brought that to light, you know, how the pharmaceutical industry is like vehemently against vaping. Yeah. It's, save, it's, save so many lives. It's, it's pretty um, incredible to the extent that, uh, vaping hasn't been, um, you know, systematically taken down, and regulated away. It's, it's kind of incredible. Oh, they've, they've tried. Um, yeah. 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 Tried. yeah. But yeah, I mean, so I, but then there's the thing about like they were saying that if, if your child is vaccinated, has all their vaccines up to a certain age, they get like four hundred dollars per child or something. And I don't know if that's yeah. true, but well, I've heard that several Shield, places. They offer the biggest incentives. Yeah, Blue Cross. Who, uh, why? Why is that? I mean, is it, it because I'm presumably sure because claim, they won't have to pay out in the future if they're not vaccinated and then they have to get covered because of other rules that force the insurance corporations yeah. to pay them anyway. So it might, there might be some weird calculation done behind the scenes and they say, ah, if these family vaccinate their kids, we can give them X amount of dollars because we'll save Y amount of dollars down in the future. And Y is much bigger than X. So Could just be. a guess. I, I have no idea the, the insurance industry is completely messed up. So well, I'm going to navigate I'm that. Going to post, I'm going to post this video in the, oh, yeah, please, in please the do. And I'd love to hear your insight. 
Yeah, I've had experience fun. with, uh, like, pharmaceutical, because, like, I used to take, like, ADHD medication and stuff like that, and usually, usually the results are bad, which is why, even though I technically have ADHD-like traits, I don't take ADHD medicine, because they usually end up making me feel a lot worse than I'm supposed to. <laughs> yeah, I, um... I don't deny that there's there's a lot of medication out there that's really useful, and I I, I actually have some friends of mine that um, they really need this sort of medication to deal with some of their own mental um, health issues. But when I was younger, Mount, I was dying. Mountain Dew has done a better job keeping me <laughs> keeping me <laughs> quiet than ADHD medicine. <laughs> but when I was younger, I was I was I, I was experiencing like symptoms of anxiety, but I, I think that was definitely more situational than something necessarily innate in my in my brain chemistry. And I was definitely concerned about how quickly the doctor was willing to push medication on me before even asking me about just my life and what was going on. Well, boys in general, I mean, they're, yeah. when they're learning, they're learning running around. I have found, I have a boy and a girl and my daughter will sit there and learn everything you tell her. My son, if he sits there and you're trying to teach him something, he won't hear a word of it. If he's like running around doing something or interacting with something, he listens way better. And we're putting these, uh, these boxes on every single child of every single age and every single gender and assuming that they should all fall into that category. And it's just not true. Um, doesn't mean that he's, unable to learn it doesn't mean that he is even adhd maybe he is i don't know but he learns really well if you leave him to his devices and uh you know let him do what he needs to do in order to hear what you're saying your you son know, is your wife's same, kid through and through on that same mark dan i think that teachers when they're going to, through to get their teaching degrees and stuff they're not very um well educated on like the different styles of learning that each kid has like mm -hmm. everyone <laughs> Everyone learns very differently, and I'm not a professional teacher. I'm thinking of going back to school for it, but that's beside the point. But I do teach um, Sunday school of a class of a, a wide age range from first grade through fourth grade. So I have six-year-olds six in the same class as 10-year-olds, and it really does depend on their age, their gender, how they're raised, and what their specific personality type is. I have a little girl in class who cannot sit down to learn. But if she's standing up and kind of walking around, as long as her eyes are on me, I know she's listening to me. Right. Whereas I also have a little boy who, if he's sitting down, he's paying attention to me. But if somebody else is like moving around about him, he can't pay attention. So I think a lot of teachers, like you said, they kind of try to fit these boxes on kids that won't fit and then force them to. And then we get these problems of like, oh, they have ADD. Oh, they have all of these different learning problems when really they're just not teaching them right. And right. I, um, I've just experienced that in the very, very minute like experience that I have. So yeah. I think there's definitely something to be said about teachers needing to know how to properly teach. <laughs> they also don't have the resources required to, to meet all those needs and, so even if we have good teachers, we don't have good funding and good systems. Or they're them. discouraged to. Yeah. Like if they're teaching the way that they need to for the class to properly function and somebody else walks in, that's kind of more of an authoritative figure than they are. They'll get in trouble for it because right. like they're not properly running their uh, classroom according to them. Mm. So yeah. it's yeah. kind of a huge deal. <laughs> I've been through it all. I have three children. My oldest is 19. My middle is 
going to be 16 in January, and then I have a daughter who's seven. So, like, we've been through all these different scenarios with um, IEP teachers, special, like, classes to where they can get one-on-one or whatever. Oh, your child has this. Oh, your child has that. I'm like, yeah, no, he doesn't. He really doesn't. He makes really good grades. He just doesn't like to learn the way you try to force him to learn. But if you let him do it the way he knows he can do it, Mm-hmm. Look at the work done for you. Absolutely, <laughs> we've been through it. Like I've been through the whole vaccine debate. Um, we are now non-vaccinators. We do not vaccinate anymore. We have not in 13 years, and probably never will again because we had a very bad, bad thing happen to my youngest son, and it will never happen again. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. But um, you want to learn more about polio and all that? The polio vaccine, if you have ever uh, gone into the Bill Gates Foundation, um, maybe research a little bit about uh, what his foundation did, the polio vaccine in India and the outcome of that. Um, That's definitely something to research. Um, And also the polio that, you know, went around back in the day um, when the sulf vaccine um, had come out. Um, They actually had tied a lot of the polio symptoms to a pesticide that they were spraying on apple orchards. So that's a little food for thought, something to go into. I, I, I don't have any opinions either way. If, if somebody vaccinates, you know, that's, that's awesome for them. If somebody doesn't, that's awesome for them too. Um, I'm just a big proponent of educating before you do it because mm-hmm. I've seen what can happen as a result in a negative light. I've seen what happens. So I'll sure. leave it at that. See, I think vaccines are another thing that make a one-size-fits-all where it shouldn't necessarily be a one-size-fits-all. Amen, brother. Yep. <laughs> Amen. This yeah. conversation is all your fault, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to it. These colleges and stuff with, like, with the whoopee cough and everything. These people that are coming down with it are fully vaccinated from that particular disease. And the ones that are not vaccinated, they're either not coming down with the symptoms of it or they're coming down with symptoms that are incredibly mild and they're able to be cured a lot more quicker with the antibiotics as opposed to the people that have been vaccinated so that's another thing to look into yeah a a big issue for me is that um like i said i have two kids the first one was vaccinated got all of her shots and everything she's doing fine and i was vaccinated got all my shots my wife did too they're we're all doing fine (laughs) and our son uh well, my wife started looking into some of the stuff, and she decided we're going to have a natural birth uh, for the most part, and we're going to not vaccinate him at all. And, I mean, the fact that it is so uh, vehemently demonized to not is just a little creepy to me. Like, we told our family that we weren't doing it, and, like, her grandma was a nurse back in the sixties or something. And she basically said, Oh, you're a murderer. You're basically killing your son. You know that, right? It's like, you're not on Facebook anymore for me. (laughs) And I don't know you until you stop being a total asshole. (laughs) Uh, It's just like, it becomes such a personal issue. It's like, you're really calling me a murderer for not doing this. And like, I'm not doing this casually. I'm not just saying, Hey, I, I, I don't care. I'm not doing it out of neglect. I'm doing it because I've looked into it. And I think that that's not for me. And we've given, I mean, if he gets sick, we take him to the doctor, we give him the medicine that he needs and he gets better. It's not like we're neglecting him or let, leaving him to starve just because we, you know, uh, choose not to d- pump a thousand poisons in him when he's uh, 
just out of the womb. I think that that is, uh, a, I don't know, just bizarre stance to have. Yeah, there's very obvious dogma surrounding it. I mean, it's, yeah. So what about, yeah. we're talking a lot about, like, infant vaccines. Like, what about, like, as an adult? Like, do you guys have opinions on that stuff? I mean, I just don't. I mean, I, I haven't. I've gotten the flu. I mean, and this could be a coincidence, but I've gotten the flu more times when I've gotten the flu vaccine than when I haven't. Same. Yeah, I'm, I haven't, I'm the same. I haven't had the flu at all. Well, you have I mean, immune. Yeah. I don't. And um, when I was yeah. a child, I got the flu shot every single year. And every single year, I got the flu. Since I've been an adult, mm-hmm. I haven't gotten the flu shot, and I've never gotten the flu. <laughs> I don't know if there's a correlation I there. The exact opposite of like everyone, because since I was since I became an adult, I started getting the flu shot, and I never got sick. Last year, I found out I was pregnant with her, didn't get the flu shot, and actually got the flu. Oh. Like, it wasn't, like, morning sickness or anything. It was the actual flu. So the one year I didn't get the flu <laughs> shot, I actually ended up getting the flu. Sure. So, like, it's just, it sounds like it literally doesn't matter at all either yeah. way. Yeah. It, it's hard <laughs> to really talk about the counterfactual, you know, because there's a lot yeah. of factors that come into play here. Because it's not the claim that getting the flu shot means you won't get the flu. It means all else equal, you're less likely. So you might have already had a pretty high chance of getting it, and the flu shot dropped it from – 90 to 85 or 80 well, or something. From my experience, so, it's quite the opposite. And the, and the <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 by taking a guess at what strain is going to be the, the bad one. So it's it's really always a guess. So, so just like what I've you're saying, you can't prove that shot. by. What's that? I've, had the, I've never had a flu shot. I've had the, the flu maybe three times my entire life. The last one I had was about five years ago. It was the H1N1 strain, and I survived. <laughs> but I've I've never had a flu shot, and I've only like I said, I've only had through about flu about three times in my life. My grandmother gets them, um, and she gets sick like every single time. It's horrible. Like last time, uh, she ended up in the hospital for like two weeks because of it. Mm-hmm. So maybe 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 it is a, a matter of you know, the, the makeup of our different immune systems, the mitochondria effect and all that. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton more science out there that I have not had a chance to delve into yet. Um, yeah, I see some shots don't affect people at all. And then other people. And other people, mm-hmm. the CIA will cut your feed. If it's okay for a quick second, um, just for some of the folks yeah. here who made some commentary against more the child side of things. So when I think about um, vaccines for, for children, I, I really think of just the classic measles, mumps, and rubella, which there does seem to be some pretty strong evidence that prior to the measles vaccine, measles was common, everyone got it. The introduction of that led to a serious drop. There seems to be some concerns that if you don't get the mumps vaccine and you're a guy, and if you don't get it before puberty, it could lead to being more likely to be sterile if you get it after that. Did, do you guys find, are, were you concerned about that specific vaccine? Because that seems to be like one of the classic ones that is still given today. That um, I know I had that. I know there's more controversial ones like the HPV vaccine is some people don't really like that one. And then we're talking generally about the flu one, which seems to be less of an issue. But yeah. what, do you, what do you think about MMR? Because that seems to be one of the classic children's uh, vaccines that is given. I think it's a scam. <laughs> um, <only laughs> why, why do you think that? The, I believe it's Merck. There, if you go online and look, and this is legitimate research, um, 
the scientists that were involved in the latest development of the MMR vaccine, they are actually suing the manufacturer because the mumps component is a failure. And there's a there's a lot more um, um, evidence they have backing this as far as the entire vaccine as a three-in-one being a complete failure and causing damage. Um, if you guys want, I can pull the information up and I can post it in the forum. But there is a legitimate lawsuit from the scientists that were involved. And are they are suing, uh, I believe it is Merck, um, because that mumps component is a failure. And Merck tried to hide it. They tried to cover it up. So that's definitely. Something to look at. But my my parents, they, my parents both had measles in the mumps. Um, when they were kids, my mother had um, the German measles, which I think is the rubella. That's, that's uh, rubella, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's had them both. Before, you know, before the vaccines and everything ever came out, and she said, "Yeah, everybody had the measles when we were kids. It was like everybody having chicken pox in the 80s and early 90s. They had measles parties back then, like we had." chicken pox parties in the 70s and 80s and, and now 90s. we've got vaccines that are forced on kids for chicken pox which is a completely exactly. harmless virus that you have for completely 72 harmless. hours and it goes away children so definitely like make them give you the insert if you go for a vaccine at the doctor you, you, of course they're going to hand you the photocopied piece of paper that tells you the good and the bad and blah 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 make them give you the insert out of the box and actually look from the manufacturer and see what they have listed as side effects. It will blow your mind. That's about all I got to say about that. <laughs> I think I turned out okay. <laughs> I think I kind of do. But here, here's here's the thing, though. I mean, what was thought for pertussis, the DTAP or whatever? I've had whooping cough three times. I had it once when I was a kid after I got the shot. Once again in high school after I got the booster. And then I had it uh, again about six years ago at random because it was going around. Um, got the antibiotic and I was over it in about seven days. So. <laughs> I mean, when you compare modern vaccines, so the stuff we had when we were kids or the measles, you know, when it was developed and was successful, I mean, you're not necessarily comparing apples to apples either. I mean, kids today get way more vaccines than we did when we were kids. I mean, they, and they they combine multiple vaccines in the one shot, making it seem like it's just, oh, it's just one shot. Because parents, when they started injecting, 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 they were like, whoa, what are you doing to my newborn? Yeah. So they just combine them into one shot so that it's not as scary. It's also um, really hard to give a kid more than three shots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which makes it makes sense. My my point is though, especially if their parents are woke. Just kidding. Sorry. You're hundred percent. You're hundred. You're hundred percent trusting that every everything in that needle is good for your kid, and you're not able to, especially with a newborn. It's like you just you know, your wife or you or whatever just gave birth, and you're like, you know, that's where your attention is, and you're like. Do what you have to do to to make them live and be healthy. If I recall you're not really correctly, thinking about you're not thinking about everything that I mean. It's not like going to a, to the doctor and you can ask for the pamphlet and you get all the information you need. I mean, especially when they're first born, it's like we're doing our thing. We're just going through the routine and it's just getting done and there's no questions asked. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's just if like I, recall I, correctly, I, 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 sorry, Jeanette. Yeah, for our, okay. our first one, it was just like, yeah, I assume the doctor knows what he's doing. And if it wasn't for my wife looking into it, I would, would have done the same with our second. Just like this doctor has his thing that he does every time he delivers a baby. So go for it, doctor. But um, I don't want to like demonize anybody who does that because I'm not saying it's uh, anybody's fault or anything like I mean it's just the norm but Jeanette what were you gonna say um I was just gonna say if I recall correctly Nora only got one shot when she was first born and that was the vitamin k shot or not the vitamin k shot whatever one that helps for blood clotting yeah that's vitamin k um but they wow. wanted to uh they asked us if we wanted to do another one and we said no and they were actually perfectly fine with it in fact the guy who uh he was a nurse who was asking us all these questions he was like yeah i wouldn't get that one either wow. and so i don't know if we just got lucky about where we went or we, <laughs> we went but like everyone there was like super okay with whatever we wanted to do and however we wanted yeah. to do it, it. we also... never got trumped in our birth plan that's why like i did my research ahead of time to what i wanted and what i didn't want and um you know i'm open to other people trying to give their opinion on things as well but it was really cool that at least for him he was the pediatric nurse he he listened to our objections to certain things and and why we did and didn't want certain things and gave his own advice but wasn't pushy one of one of the other uh uh, nurses that took care of of her was actually really um, terrible about she was a it. Jerk. She she was uh, talking down to us for even not not wanting to get a uh, an epidural. epidural and yeah. all kinds of things. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I would prefer to know what's going on, but yeah. well, and she tried to compare it to anesthesia to that knocks you out. And she actually asked me. She's like, "Well, have you ever been put out before?" And I have because I've had surgery. Yeah. And I said, "Yeah." And she's like. Well, it's nothing like that. And it's like, well, then why did you even bring it up? Like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Have you ever been kicked in the face before? Because it's nothing like that either. It's not like something in between. We had the good and the bad. Yeah, if I may, um, if I may, uh, unfortunately, I do have to go in a little bit because early start for me tomorrow morning because this is not Friday night. Sure. (laughs) Dang, claims it is. Yeah, no problem. If you got to go. But, yeah, but uh, I will mention just. one thing I <clears throat> learned about vaccines was actually like this idea that some scientists um, thought they came up with a vaccine for uh, like literally curing autism. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to punch whoever thought that was impossible because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're such an a-hole because <laughs> um, I happen to be on the autism spectrum myself and know a good handful of people people who are and Mm -hmm. unfortunately you know even today not everyone has wrapped it around wrapped around the concept the fact that uh you know that autism is not you know a disease (laughs) to be vaccinated yeah (laughs) exactly absolutely well forrest i'll uh i'll eject you here if you're you're good to go thanks for coming on man yeah no problem man anytime Absolutely. Nice meeting you guys. Nice uh, pointing a face to some of these people. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is... All right. See you later, Forrest. Thanks. See you, man. Bye. See you. Bye. Yeah, well, so to continue a little bit of my story in the vaccine stuff um, and continue on what we were talking about, uh, <laughs> as far as nurses being pushy, Kayla was, <laughs> when we were having our second child and she had said – everybody was fully aware we're not going to vaccine and they were like are you sure yes are you sure yes okay she was like 
probably 10 hours into labor and about to have a child and another nurse that she hadn't talked to comes in. She's like, hey, are you sure? And what do you say at that point other than get the fuck out of my get face? The hell out. And, uh, <laughs> and <did she>? so, <laughs> yeah, well, Kayla did not uh, mince words at all at that point, And she shouldn't. If she did, I, I wouldn't have. But. Yeah, there was that, and we've been through several pediatricians, not here in the local area, but Kale was born in Iowa, and we've been, we had uh, a family doctor there and in Ohio, and we've had people, doctors who we've gone to, and uh, we've told them we're not vaccinating, and they've just, like, after the kid's born, and he's clearly healthy, and they can check him out and say he's healthy, they'll still, like, give us tons and tons of crap for, uh, or, or, We've had one that said he won't even look at our kid if we uh, refuse to vaccinate, which seems negligent on his part, if anything. If he thinks that we're, like, putting our child in danger and he's not willing to look at him, like, give the case for why we should be vaccinating him based on his lack of health, then uh, that should be his problem. What's that? Mm -hmm. That's a form of parenting. Like, yeah, they're like, unless you, you know dose your kid up with these drugs i'm not gonna see this person that that's that's like a back form of control i don't like that yeah well i mean it's not like well, I mean, it's, it's not like we're entitled to this guy's services well no so, i mean i, I think he has a right to necessarily but. i i too am a libertarian uh, justin so <laughs> I, I agree <laughs> he should have a right to say no as long as he's not funded by the government uh which i don't agree with either <laughs> yep <laughs> i mean if he was a private practice doctor certainly say no and even still, I guess say no, but you don't have to be a dick about it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. It's 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 one of those situations. It's just uh, it's not necessary to get anything beyond. I'm. I think you should find a different doctor to suit your specific situation right. instead of trying to potentially criticize you. <laughs> In the background, noise is. Yeah. <laughs> disagreeing with me yes yeah. <laughs> she's like i'm fine don't worry about it <laughs> after jb rattles on his keyboard for 10 minutes and then walks out of the room yeah. <laughs> melissa huh do you think there are any um like perverse incentives out there or some some maybe like wh- why do you think that there does seem to be a large amount of people who have a desire to enter children's medicine and take and really want to be there for the birth of children and raising, then pushing something that could potentially be dangerous to children. Do you, what, what do you think is causing that? Is it just ignorance on their part? Do you think there's something malicious there? Like, what do you think? I think a lot of these doctors are very, very well-meaning. I think that they are... Um, they're doing what they're told. ...upkeeping up, up their oath and standing by the, standing by the Nuremberg Code. I also believe that a lot of these pharmaceutical companies that manufacture these vaccines have completely put the blinders on a lot of these doctors, and they are not letting out the most accurate data that that is available. They are not telling them the truth uh, when the drug reps come out um, and, you know, push these vaccines. Um, These insurance companies that offer these incentives to these doctors to get these children, you know, fully vaccinated... Yeah, I think there's definitely something going on between the insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies. And I think a lot of, like I said, I think a lot of these doctors are blinded by the truth. But I also Mm -hmm. believe that there's a handful of doctors out there that know the truth and they don't care. They're in it for the money. 
I'm not saying that's everybody. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I don't even necessarily – I'm a conspiracy guy through and through, and I don't even necessarily believe that there are necessarily doctors that you have you will ever see face-to-face that have malicious intent at all. Um, I think well, that – I mean, they've gone through their schooling. They know what they know based on what they've been told, which even the people above them know what they've been told because of the research and whatever that they've been told. Right. And I think that – I mean, through and through, the people that are above all of that are the people – making the final decisions, which is the FDA and the government who says we need to do this and we need to do this because, uh, I'm, well, it is profiting us and the people below them, I mean, it's not like they are trying to hurt anybody. They're just like, to the best of my knowledge, this is going to hurt you if you don't do it. And it's uh, deep down, it's going to hurt us if you don't do it. <laughs> right. I'm only saying what I'm saying. As far as like some doctors being malicious, I had a friend of mine um, had a baby. Shut that baby up. We're recording a podcast here. Three or four month vaccines, and he kept having seizures after he had like this one particular vaccine. And the doctor like wasn't really doing anything for the child and told him to take him to the emergency room, blah, blah, blah. Well, he goes back again for that next round for that same vaccine, had a seizure again. So now the kids like got this issue with seizures now, but the doctor still would not even admit that it was, you know, the possibility of the vaccine causing this. He kept scoffing her off and scoffing her off and scoffing her off and talking to her bad, treating her bad. Um, and she never went back to him, of course, but it's just things like that that caused me to raise my eyebrow. It's like, you know, if, if a child's going into a seizure after a vaccine and it's happened twice, this is not a coincidence. There's something yeah, happening here. Something so, with central nervous system reacting poorly to it, which is like the one in the million, but it's it's still something sure. that exists. Yeah, it's something yeah. that they should be acknowledging, even if it is just a one-time like, one, uh, one case. Like, yeah. why keep injecting that child with the same thing if that's what's going to keep happening? I just, I just don't get it. I don't understand the hepatitis B vaccine either. Like, if the mother doesn't have hep B, why give it to the child? Does it make sense? And that's one So of the, the child potentially wouldn't get hep B in the future? But vaccines wane. I mean, by the time that child's going to be sexually active or possibly using like hypodermic needles, you know, drug use oh, and stuff, that's not going to be there for that child when it's that age. Yeah, but the the hep the hep as long as you keep up with the uh, application schedule, that the hep vaccines actually um, do last for life. Um, at, at, as an adult, I received the, the hep vaccine for hep A or hep C. Um, you have to keep up with it, space out over a year, and then you don't ever have to get it again. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if it was hepatitis B that I remember when I was doing a standard checkup and I got tested for the standard STDs. And they told me, oh, you're fine for this, this. Oh, and you have, you've been vaccinated for this one. And I was like, oh, I was? Like, I, I forgot when I was, <laughs> I think I was when I was a teenager. Um, mm -hmm. So and this was probably when I was 20, 24. So at least 10, 10 nine years. So it, mm -hmm. I don't know. That, that That is a fair point. And I, I definitely don't know too much to the extent of um, certain vaccines that are given to children and how long they last. Because that could potentially be, um, you know, yeah, if it doesn't last, the boosters, then. That's what the boosters are for, to reactivate it. Right, exactly. right. Well, it's the same as anything. It's the same as drugs. It's like, uh, I mean, are we spending money on making it go away or are we spending money on educating people about what exactly they're doing with their life shut that baby up <laughs> shut up <laughs>
She loves All right, to we've eat. talked about vaccines for way too long after our way too long pedophilia discussion. And this was supposed to be a fun conversation, and I've enjoyed it thoroughly, and that's why I've allowed it to go on, because I want to hear y'all's thoughts on it. But do any of you have any lighthearted conversations? Like, hey, Justin, what are you watching this week? <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm introducing my girlfriend to Rick and Morty. Cause she's never seen it. So that's yes. been a, really fun yes. going starting from the beginning and uh it's it's been pretty great yep so fantastic that, show. That's, that's always fun nathan rick and more to go um, we love it yes and <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, don't don't say anything about season three um but i, I have some thoughts on season three you haven't so watched season three yet? let me let me posit a conspiracy for you um of course of course oh. it wouldn't be anything Hulu, else if we didn't do yeah, that so, Hulu carried uh, Rick and Morty for seasons one and two, and then not for season three. Who did? Um, Hulu. Hulu. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it's a conspiracy by Comedy Central to get more people to subscribe. It's not Comedy Central. It's Adult Swim. Adult Swim is Comedy Central. No, it's not. Uh, Nathan, you and your conspiracy theories. Get out. Cartoon Network. I think Adult Swim's Cartoon Network. It is. But anyway, I, I watched all of the episodes as they um aired. They showed up on Daily Motion. I think that's that video site that's yeah. kind of there. The I could always YouTube. find the episodes there. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I hate Hulu. So I I'm I tried it once and I it did it was not pleasant at all. Netflix still has me insofar as just ease of use and things of that nature. But um, it looks like I might have to get Hulu because a lot of the stuff's gone off of Netflix. Sure. Which is depressing. Anybody else? Any shows? Any movies? Anything? Anything lighthearted to uh, cheer this up at the end? Because you guys are the ultimate downers, which I appreciate. <laughs> I started I an app for that. What's that? <laughs> I said I started a new oh. band. That's about it. Started what? A new band. Okay. Make some music. I got Killing cool. Lilith. Yeah, Killing Lilith. <laughs> That's a lighthearted name. I got something really lighthearted. Yeah, um, <laughs> Go ahead. So, I've I've been playing uh, Super Mario Odyssey, and I feel like I'm a, a kid again playing Mario 64. It's incredibly fun. Like I, it's so good. I I don't regret buying my Switch now. So that game itself was was what is Odyssey is amazing. It's it's like uh, so. Did you ever play like Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine? That's a terrible question to ask. Of oh, course yeah. I did. Uh, plenty of people haven't. And so you know how they were like 3D Mario games where you had a lot of freedom to kind of go around and collect whatever collectible it was? Yes. And then yeah. after after Sunshine, it went to the Galaxy games and then some other ones which are more linear. Well, this is sort of a take back to what Mario 64 and Sunshine were, a 3D Mario game where there's no path you have to follow. You're just dropped in a world, and then there's, in this case, moons that are everywhere that you got to go find. And there's a lot of them. I think there's something like 830 moons in the game. Yeah. And I've just been going around, and there's all these cool mechanics where you can like you can throw your hat at different inanimate objects, and then Mario takes over the object, and you can then navigate the environment by being a Goomba or being a Koopa Troopa or being something like that, which is it's awesome. Like it's it's actually cool. really fun. I I would highly recommend checking it out if if you're interested in, in platformers or if you liked Mario 64 because it really feels like what. What I the joy I felt when I was six years old playing Mario sixty four when I got an N sixty four is the joy I'm feeling right now playing this game. I just added a new guy going. to the group. Bruce back that oh, nostalgia. How are you guys doing? That was that was fast. Yep. He asked and you added. That's right. 
Quick <laughs> turnaround here. Bruce, what's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good. So uh, we've gone through a lot of discussions tonight, and we're pretty close to the end. <laughs> Quite a few. Yeah, mostly conspiracy crap, but uh, we're. <laughs> I'm trying to lighten it up because right. we're here to party, and uh, we're talking about Mario oh, now. Well, if you're here to party, I'm not interested in that. I'm only interested <laughs> in the heavy stuff. All right, well. <laughs> oh, we had some pretty heavy stuff earlier. Bruce, first of all, heavy. let's uh, let's backtrack a little bit, and you can uh, weigh in on some of the conversation that we've had. First of all, where are you from? Uh, from New York. I live in Seattle now. Gotcha, and that's an about face. The other, yeah, basically, the other main question that we've talked about is, uh, what's your, as far as the show goes, you listen to the show? System is down. Uh, I've listened about three or four times. Okay, um, uh, between, I mean, the main topics are conspiracies, politics, and religion. Like, what are your, what do you want to hear about personally? Uh, probably conspiracy and politics. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I'm a big No Agenda Show listener, which is kind of perfect. I don't know if anyone else does that, but that's kind of the what I'm interested in: deconstruction of media, obviously. Absolutely. Well, cool. You'll fit in here well then. So now Justin has brought us into a discussion about Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no out. time for video games, so I can't add much. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> How do you not have time for video games, man? I really don't. Life. Life, kids. I've worked two 40-hour-a-week jobs. I work for a startup, so. man, and that's hectic as hell, but I'd make some time to have some fun. <laughs> yeah, I work for a startup and another 40-hour gig, so I know it is. Uh, I, I know. I, I don't even have kids yet, man, so I'm not going to pretend like I know. I don't have any idea what that's like. It's just, it's just so you have to prioritize your free time, and I sit at a computer all day, so like gaming is not on the list. Same here. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. So, uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you the flash round of the two topics that we talked about, and you can give me in uh, five words or less your, your stance on them. Uh, first one is pedophilia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my stance on pedophilia? Hang on a second now. Five words or less. Oh, you're my... almost out of words. <laughs> I, need to... I need to get an ashtray. <laughs> question. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, I had to grab an ashtray. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you want to reword that question? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, how do I... like... If you're into conspiracies, <laughs> um, let's say pedogate, pizzagate, whatever you want to call it, uh, Let's say five sentences or less. Oh, boy. And N.A. Uh, is a perfectly acceptable answer. I, I believe that there's a large number of people that are committing heinous acts, and there are folks covering that up with larger agendas. Yeah. Cool. All right. Now, uh, vaccines in children. Oh, boy. Um I I vaccinate my child, one hundred percent. I don't I don't I don't necessarily buy into the conspiracy that there is an issue, but I do buy into the fluoride in the water conspiracy. So all right, <laughs> so, <is> that one. <laughs> starting a new topic, oh. but we're not going to go there because we're lighthearted. Yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> this is casual Friday. Uh, I had stuff to say about fluoride in water. So. I know you do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I mean, I everybody I, yeah, everybody who would disagree. I vaccinate. Everybody who would disagree has left. So you guys are welcome to talk about fluoride in the water until Nathan gets back. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about gay frogs? <laughs> Gay Turn the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> Alex Jones live. 
Yeah, Alex Jones. I hate that guy. <laughs> Suppose that was the other topic. Oh god. So fluoride. Yeah, let's, let's focus a little bit. Fluoride in the water. <laughs> I mean, I I think it's perfect to it's it's one hundred percent perfect to the agenda of, of uh, globalization and pacifying s- children. I mean, why would you not do that? So what stances or like what what do you do to prevent this? Or do you like go through the crazy filtration systems? Oh, uh, no, I don't. I just I just I. So the way I think of it is I just acknowledge it. And I think mind over matter in that situation for most cases. But it's the people that aren't aware that they're being poisoned. that That's the problem. Um, because I, the the effects of fluoride on you are easily uh, are easily combated with a stronger will and determination. But if you're not aware of what's happening to you, it's easy to be to fall into that trap. Sure, Nathan. I'm sure everybody else agrees here with him. So Nathan, fluoride. You're the uh, uh, the well, defense line conspiracy guy. I turned my mic off because my child was screaming, so I only heard about half of that, um, if that. That's all right. Basically, the topic is fluoride in the water. Your thoughts? Uh, It's good for teeth. Yay. Fluoride is? (laughs) Sure. All right. (laughs) I I thought you said teeth. It might be good for your teeth. It tastes better. I'm all for it. If it makes your teeth better, uh, you're all for it? No, it makes the water taste better. It doesn't, though. Um, I'm, I'm drinking softened reverse osmosis water right here. Yum! JB, you win. Mm-hmm. Next level. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Wait, wait. So wait, you're. It's so funny though because you're drinking softened osmosis reverse water, but you're wearing Apple AirBuds. So that. <laughs> oh. Tense. Am I supposed to just have no technology if I'm doing that? No, oh. you're just supposed to have better quality audio. I'm not talking about what it does oh. to your brain. I'm talking about shit audio. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the thing. The yeah, they're convenient. That's why I got them. I'm not saying they're good audio. They're better than the the ones that comes the phone comes with. But it was all convenience. Convenience and price. I saw my. Pretty cheap, I think. I mean, they're like one sixty. I mean, so no for for blue (laughs) headphones. That's I think they're par for the course. uh, Okay. Yeah, it's not average. But that's uh, not really the discussion. Sorry to derail. No, it's all right. I, I, I pulled you into this. Uh, so we're talking pop culture media stuff. Bruce, what are you into right now? Oh, man. Like, in terms of pop culture, I'm a big I, – I still watch The Walking Dead most because I want to see what's going on. Uh, yeah. That's about as pop culture as it gets. I, I'm pretty – I'm really bad about um, – hacky shit i don't i don't watch uh a lot of that people watch or care about what they care about because it's all been done uh, i'm so tired of recycled jokes and recycled like zombie formula movies? and just yeah so the, <laughs> the only reason i'm still watching the walking dead is because i want to see what happens but it's, it's the only one that i watch it's predictable it hasn't been politicized yet yeah so i'm okay with that um you know i watched spider-man homecoming the other night for the first time and i was like holy shit this is horrible. <laughs> There's a section of the movie where someone says that the that the Washington Monument was built by slaves, and and I and that was like enough for me almost. But I have not seen it. Um, yeah, I'm just tired of uh of of hacky shit. And, and you know, I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm the again because I love Larry David. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I don't really like I'm not watching Stranger Things or Game of Thrones or any other thing like that. So, Bruce, how did you come across the podcast? I think I saw uh, saw a post about it in um, the BC Club, which I've removed myself from again. Okay. 
Because good God, that's a dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> so you're the other DC side, club. a bad Christian. It's a bad Christian club. Uh, I saw I saw that he, that he pumped that in there, and I was like, oh, this might be one of my kind of people. So Nice. Um, I've gotten a lot of people uh, from Lines of Liberty, which Justin here is from. And uh, <laughs> so it's nice to hear somebody on the other side of podcasts that I listen to that have filtered through. But yeah, I, yeah. I have... I love their podcast 100%. It's like probably my favorite, definitely in top five. And uh, <laughs> yeah, their, their club is so big, it just gets so cluster fucky that it's just. <laughs> yeah, it's, that, it's like 2,000 people almost. I yep. Think. Wow. So for, for and that's called? like after the Bad Christian Club, the guys from Emory started oh. a podcast and now it's somewhat of an empire like uh, all things comedy or anything else like that that exists out there that uh, they have like a network of podcasts and it's it's Christian based with some faith interest but I mean really they go on millions of tangents yeah. and talk about lots of things. Yep. Which um, yeah, I mean kudos yeah, to good. them for what they're doing. They're certainly building an empire, which is awesome, and what they do is fantastic. But what their fans do isn't quite as awesome. You know, <laughs> I would say they've definitely they've definitely gone off the. Sh- side of things lately like everyone else is some you know trump discussion and trump talks and trump jokes they're just so shitty now man it's it's lazy sure and uh and that's that's where that's turned into and that's kind of i've stopped listening i haven't listened to them in months now i listen to every episode but uh you know it's whatever <laughs> yeah yep but who cares nobody else here knows what we're talking about so right uh let's get to some general five way here Anybody want to bring up a, a pop culture topic? So I've been watching a lot of shows lately. Uh, Stranger Things, Game of Love Thrones, it. I recently got through. Uh, Walking Dead, I always watch. Mr. Robot. Um, oh, yeah. Mr. Robot, I'm behind on. I am too. Yeah, that's great. Um, Gotham, I've been really liking. Gotham is so underrated. I haven't watched yeah. it, man. I'm a huge Batman fan, too, but I haven't watched it's it. It's so good, and I don't yeah, like superhero it, stuff, well, generally. Yeah, the latest season, especially. It's been really good. Um, yeah, it looks good. What else? Fear the Walking Dead. I don't watch a lot of those shows, so it's hard for me to join in on the conversation. It's all good. I watch Did, Stranger Things. So, uh, like, maybe you guys can fill me in a little bit on Stranger Things. It's like a crime drama that's set in the 80s, is that right? It's like a paranormal drama, really. It's it's like E.T. meets It. Okay, that sounds... Also meets the the Goonies. Yeah. So is it it like playing on a lot of nostalgia? Because I'm not into that. Yes, it absolutely is. I don't want that. (laughs) I don't care about that shit at all. (laughs) It's not original. It's just like so... It's like... It, the, the story or whatever the character yeah that might be decent but like you're just basically banking on people well, watching it because they like to know what they you know miss from the 80s or the 90s no, it's like i would kind of disagree no, they don't shove it down game. your throat it's not like kids playing with rubik's cubes <clears throat> or anything like that it's like it, it's okay, well written okay. it's a good story and everything on top of it being right. nostalgically shot and uh scripted and everything it's like uh it's like a period piece from the 80s but it's done well and uh, yeah, I I hate it when it's ham-fistedly like this is what you like, right? You remember Rubik's right, cube, right? Right? Okay. <laughs> like, I I don't think it, it's that at all. Okay, uh, it's I'll also it based. Shot. It's also based on a potentially true story revolving conspiracy theories. The okay, uh, Mon- Montauk project specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Montauk. Oh, interesting. 
Mm-hmm. I'm from Long Island. Cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's. I have to. I'll have to watch some of it and see how I feel about it. Watch the first mm-hmm. season and see how you feel about it. I think you will really, really like it. It's so hard to find time, man. You know, it's like it how many is. hours can I invest? You know. It is. Like I've started season two and I've only gotten to the third episode only because I've been recovering from a major surgery and I've been on so many different meds. Like I can't get my mind like focused on it. So yeah, I um, feel you on that. When I start feeling better, I'm really going to get in and watch it again because like the first season, like they really touched a lot on um, Project MK Ultra. And if oh, you nice. watch it, you'll really see what they did to that girl. It's uh, all MK programming. I like that. I okay, okay. Yep. Yeah. I speak my language for sure. <laughs> what, is, uh, what was her? Her name's number eleven. Eleven. Yeah. 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 That's Total cool. Jane That's cool. Yeah. It's it's hard with with pop culture type things because I I I, I judge the product by the people that watch it, and sometimes yeah. I get so like jaded on that. Yeah. Um, but I should give it a go. I dig it, and I. I, I love sci-fi in general, period. Ever since I was a kid, I love science fiction. I think it's fantastic. I wish there was just more of it everywhere. Too, but yeah. there's something about Stranger Things that hits home with me. I was born in the late 70s. So, like, everything that they have on this show, me growing up as a little girl, I remember. The clothes, the cars, the music. I mean, everything. It's just so cool. I think you'll really like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm actually, I was born in the late 80s, so it doesn't hit his home as I much gotcha. probably Same for me. Here. But, yeah. Um, that's, that's interesting. I'll have to watch it because the MK Ultra angle is really cool. Yeah. And the next one I've noticed on the, the second season, they have a girl that it seems as though she can do something with her mind. Some of you who saw the very first episode where she had the cop have the illusion that the bridge had fell and that's why he wrecked the car. Yep. I've seen episodes yeah, she, one yeah, she, and a half. So, she creates illusions with her yeah. mind. Okay. That's yeah. another conspiracy. So that's theory. kind of like <laughs> fantasy as opposed to sci-fi, maybe. Um, a little bit sci-fi fantasy, yeah. Okay. Fantasy sci-fi, where you want to put it, it's good. It's got a lot of things. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, the, I watch the, comedy shows on like ABC, like on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Like I love the Goldbergs because it's all <laughs> Goldbergs. Goldbergs. I love Nathan, <laughs> weigh in on the Goldbergs. <laughs> Jew, <laughs> Jew here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, speaking of conspiracy theories, has anyone listened to the Bill Maher clip when he mentioned the fact that most of the people being accused of, pedof- of uh, sexual assault in Hollywood are Jewish? I have not heard that. And so a lot of people have, like, uh, not a lot of people, but people have started to make those connections that, like, this is a, a war against Jews, possibly. Mm. Well, I saw Larry David on SNL made the same statement. Yeah, joke. similar, right? Yeah. Right, but it's, like, As it's interesting. Jew. Well, here's, I mean... <laughs> You could throw a rock and hit a Jew in Hollywood, okay? So that's fair. But um, I, I, Hollywood I was created family, by Jews, so. from my understanding. Yeah, yeah. So that that's a tangent. So I don't want to go off if you guys are still talking. But that's that's another interesting. Well, we're angle definitely to not going to get into the Jew conspiracy tonight. But <laughs> no, I don't. I don't well, think there's anything specifically Jewish about it. I think it just, from my understanding, Hollywood was founded by like some boys that were Jewish, and they saw an opportunity out west. I yeah, mean, but there's a whole like anti-Israel, the oh, Jews, yeah, yeah, yeah. pro-Muslim thing yeah. that happens in the left a lot. So mm-hmm. yeah, and the I, left side of the conspiracy theories. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um. On the on the Montauk Project thing, have, have any of y'all heard of the podcast Fourth Watch? Yes. Yeah, no. he had I've a series. 
the fourth watch, he had a series of, of episodes about the Montauk project and stranger things. It's really good. Just wanted really? to throw that out there. Yeah. Huh. I will have to look that up. So my claims that this is not a conspiracy podcast once again, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys watching? Uh, something that was made by Jews. Um, <laughs> well, it's just, it's yeah. Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld, man. I'm I such a huge know. Seinfeld nut. I could quote almost every episode front to back. What's your favorite episode? Oh, I can't choose. I can't. The, con- the contest, probably. Contest. With the masturbation contest. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> probably my favorite. <laughs> My, mine's the one where he dates the girl that doesn't wear her clothes around the apartment, and he totally gets put off by her when she tries to open the jar of pickles. Good, good and, yeah, good and bad naked. Yeah, that one's Yeah, good. that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. And everybody loves the soup Nazi. Soup Nazi's good. And but... Elaine with that damn armoire. <laughs> <laughs> the gay guys. So, oh, yeah. That are like street tough. Right now. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> we don't care about sorry. Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, just sorry, kidding. sorry. Just kidding. Shut your mouth. It's overrated, <laughs> but who cares? Um, overrated. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So let's do a flash round here, and we'll start with last right last right. movie you saw in theaters, JB. Oh, uh, Heart of Man. What we were talking about earlier. Justin, I saw they did a fa- the Phantom event. Phantom. Uh, the R- Rogue One. Wow, it's uh, been a while. Yeah, I don't go to the movies that often. That's fair. Nathan, I think it was Wonder Woman. Yeah, with me. With with you. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I held your hand. Yep, <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yep, Melissa. It's been a while. Um, I think it was either Bad Moms, the first one last year, or um. Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Okay. Gotcha. I think. I don't know. I haven't been to movies in forever. <laughs> sure. Bruce? Uh, I think it was actually... Holy crap. I don't remember. I think it might have been Cars 3 with my son. Yes. Okay. Last oh. movie you chose to go see. <sighs> Dude, it's been a long time. <laughs> I don't know. Movie you would choose to go see now? <laughs> I can't think of it. I can't think of it. I want to see Justice League, but I definitely cool. saw Batman vs Superman in the theater as well. But I, don't, I think that might have been the latest one, dude. I'm not a Star Wars guy, so sure. Yeah, that might have been it. Gotcha. So, JB, last yeah. album you listened to, or the album that is in your your iPod on ready to go right now. <laughs> Well, I listen to a lot of, you know, it's funny, I used to not be a playlist person, but I've been doing the Discover Weekly stuff with Spotify a lot lately. Um, but the the person that the person that I've listened to a lot lately, uh, what's his name? Uh, come back to me. I'm, I'm blanking. Justin. His name. Album. I recently introduced my girlfriend to Radiohead with OK Computer, and it was great. Oh, nice. that's cool. Nice. Yeah, I'm, Radiohead's my favorite band, so it was, it was, it was mm-hmm. glad she enjoyed it. Sure. I'll let the rest of this conversation slide then. That's fine. Uh, mm. Nathan. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the one I've been listening to kind of on repeat lately has been Isley. I think it's called Dreamers or something like that. It's their most recent one. Isley? Wow. I haven't heard about yeah. them in years. 
Yeah. The Isley uh, brothers? Yeah. Isley? I don't Almost. Know. Nope. The Isley sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't know. The I'm actually yeah, naming my daughter Isley. She'll be here in Aww. January. Aww. Congratulations. Thanks. Melissa. Listen to a lot of... Huh? Yeah, go ahead. Go Last ahead. album. Me? Yep. Oh, yes. sorry. There's someone walking through my living room. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> um, last album I listened to, like front and back. Uh, yeah. What is front playing right now in your head or on your iPod or in your CD player? Um, in my CD player, in my truck, I've got uh, Megadeth, Youth, uh, Euthanasia. Nice. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> so let's talk about Euthanasia. <laughs> so I, I found it. It's a good album. So I would... I've been listening to a lot of Jason Upton lately. Um, just I, I kind of cycle through him. He's kind of a charismatic Christian artist. Really, really good. Um, but th- I found this guy Dermot Dermot Kenny Kennedy Dermot Kennedy Kennedy. Okay. He's really <laughs> yeah. He and he doesn't have like an album. That's why I said that. He just has a bunch of singles. Sure. Mm. Like like thirteen singles. I think it is. He just, that's how he releases his music, but he's really good. Gotcha. Kind of like a singer songwriter type thing. Yeah. Mm. Bruce. What you uh, got? Yeah. Basically, Coheed is on loop all the time. Nice. I'm a huge Coheed nice. fan. Current Coheed or but, classic I mean, Coheed? All of the above. Oh. Um, but I've been listening to Sean a lot too. What are you guys doing? Cool, cool. Does, does anyone here know Grimes? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been blasting Art Angels as well. That's such a great record. I'm loving it. Nice. Oh. I was supposed along to see her in same, DC. But, uh, along yeah. the same lines, have you ever heard of Brutes? No. No. They're really good. Uh, you should, you should female Yeah, I will. Okay. Yeah, the other one I've been putting on repeat is Heim. I think it's something to tell you. Yes. Um, just sticking with the whole Jew vibe. Um, just uh, <laughs> they, they remind me a lot of uh, if anybody knows uh, Wilson Phillips, yeah, nineties pop trio. Nope, remind me a lot of that sound. Cool. Really? Yeah, and I dig that. It's definitely back in vogue. Yeah, yeah, gated drums, all kinds of right, stuff. Right, right, right. Phil Collins. Yeah. Nice. Cool, cool. All right. I don't know. I've revisiting a lot of old metal lately and totally enjoying it like man of war typo negative um old pantera stuff like that like i said earlier megadeth like i'm just an old metal head at heart so like <laughs> i'm very aware that, that's what that's what's in a lot of my ipod and like cd players and people are like what is this i'm like are you kidding me let me show you <laughs> let me teach you sit down <laughs> yeah. yeah you say you're back on it um i know that when i recorded your band way back in the day you were Certainly on mm-hmm. it then. Has has that ever gone away? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. It'll always be part of me. I love metal. I'm a metalhead at heart. Cool. I always will be. <laughs> I like other music genres too, but metal like always just makes me happy every every time I hear it. Come on. So awesome. <laughs> Very cool. So let's say favorite favorite album of all time. Let's start with Bruce this time. Oh man. Giant Steps. That's a big question. Giant Steps. John Coltrane. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I'm going to jump around here. Let's mix it up. Nathan. I know you have an answer. 
<laughs> um, top 20? <laughs> top uh, one. <laughs> um, I'll just... Man, this is rough. <laughs> I feel I feel you, man. Like uh, I'm gonna yeah. name one record that I like in the top twenty because I can't do a number one. Hey, I'm yeah. the host. I don't have to answer this question. If I was being asked it, I don't think I could. But <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, there's so many different genres. Like if I was gonna go with jazz, I would probably go with Kind of Blue because first time I heard it on vinyl, it blew me away. Uh, if I was going to go with like classic rock, I'd probably go with like either Left Overture or Fly by Night. Um, but yeah, it's hard with the genres. Yeah, like modern rock, probably one of my favorites is honestly The Question from Emery. Oh shoot, um, it's a good album. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Just you, you want to narrow if it down to top. You were stranded on a desert island and you had one album to listen to for the rest of your life. It would be the anthology of. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh, that's uh, I probably do like Hector Berlioz, uh, you know, um, his entire collection of uh, symphonies. Symphony yeah, that's true. Fantastic is his famous one. Yeah. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. give genre favorite albums. Well, that would be here all night. Yep. <laughs> so next, <laughs> Nathan, I'm surprised you didn't mention Weezer Blue Album. Since that's oh, what you um, keep, fantastic. keep trying to get me great. to listen to for the last 10 also, years. <laughs> uh, this band called The Down Retreat um, released, yeah. uh, <laughs> or End of the Week, I would say. I would go back to End of the Week. Uh, oh. Inside no, jokes. No. Nobody here knows what you're talking about. So Yes. <laughs> uh, Dan's, Dan's got a band <laughs> that I am in as well. Yep. <laughs> ah. Shut up. Yeah. JB. <laughs> Um, favorite album? I mean, I think just because of its where it where it hit me in my past would be um Under Oath Cries of the Past. Oh man. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. An Under Oath fan who cites Cries of the Past as his favorite. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um nice. And then another one that like I listened to a lot was this, this guy Noah Gunderson Ledges. Absolutely, I love him. Yeah, I saw him in St. Augustine. Nice, freaking amazing. Very cool. So, probably one of my other than seeing Under Oath in a basketball gym in Ocala um, for the last time they played in Ocala. That was uh, between that and seeing Noah Gunderson in St. Augustine. Probably my two favorite shows of all time. Cool, cool. Melissa. Yeah. My favorite album of all time. Wow. Um, honestly, I would probably go with uh, Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. Mm-hmm. Great record. The entire album, front to back, is a freaking masterpiece for one. Yeah, it's really and good. And it's, it's, it's so, it's so loaded with so many different musical genres in the songs. It's just, I don't know. Every time I hear it, it's like visiting an old friend. And for some reason, every time I hear it, it's like hearing it for the first time all over again. Like I never get bored with it. It always surprises me each measure. It's just, it's a beautiful album. It really is. Awesome. Um, 
but I'll also have to go with probably Pantera, Vulgar Display of Power. Hmm. Ass album. <laughs> awesome. That's about all I got right now. I'd have to really think about it. I love so many different genres of music, so many different artists. Yeah. I could never really pinpoint it to just one, but <laughs> definitely wish you were here. It would sticks out pretty far. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, Justin looks like he's about to fall asleep, and uh, we're going on two hours. <laughs> oh, we are. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna skip me. Oh. Uh, I guess. That doesn't go. <laughs> just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Fine, man. You suck, dude. Uh, right. <laughs> so yeah. Well, you were laying there with your head in your hands, so I assume that you were done for the night. Nah, man, I'm good. I'm All right, here. cool. Well, I'll take um, it away. I'm so I'm just gonna, puppies right I'm just going to name a couple records, cross genres. Um, I really like my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye. I think, say what you want about him, but that's yes. an amazing record. Like, yes. start to finish. We are the um, 1%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, In, In Rainbows by Radiohead is, is also genius. Um, I really like this record, Talk by Sigurus. is oh, yeah. Icelandic band. They're yeah. awesome. I saw them live a couple months ago. And then uh, another album that I think is probably close to perfect would be um, You Forgot It in People by Broken Social Scene. Mm. That's, a, that's, a, that's a tour de force start to finish. I, I would highly recommend that one. Nice. Mm. Cool. So we should talk about musical conspiracies, yeah. uh, starting with Radiohead. <laughs> it's so uh, difficult, talk, oh, There's so much stuff with Radiohead we could yeah. talk about. Yeah. I just like... I, don't, I I had to go to fundamentals on the on the choosing the choosing the greatest album because without like in my opinion without Coltrane we wouldn't have any of these albums we've mentioned most of them at least sure Charlie so that's kind of <laughs> yeah maybe Hendrix after that would be fundamentals yeah, everything like, we listen to now Sergeant Peppers and stuff like that too mm-hmm. no nah, I don't think so uh, but I'm a, really? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Beatles hater yeah Boo. me too <laughs> boo boo <laughs> Because I think that like people like like Little Richard made the Beatles look silly, and so did um, so did so did Jimmy with his borrowing of blues way better than they ever did. Stop it, puppies! I guess I don't feel like music no. is competitive. <laughs> oh, it is competitive though. <laughs> Dan and I have worked really hard to make it a non-contact sport. <laughs> yeah, I'm a music major in college, and I so Ditto. it's kind of. <laughs> kind of hard for me, but but I don't do that for a living now. So like, you know, yeah. I don't judge anyone for what they like. I think that's great. But I've done it for a living start... for six years, and it's not the place to be. Melissa knows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> Melissa, do you like between the buried and me? I can't hear you. Hmm. Do what? Do Do you like between the buried and me? Between the buried and me. Yeah, you heard pretty good. I don't think so. Nathan's all there. Uh, I saw them yeah. live. I saw them open for Coheed. Uh, Pretty dynamite. Yeah. I saw, well, I saw Coheed with, who did I see them with? I think it was with. They toured with Thunder Rose a long time ago. Oh, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I saw them with Me Without You, and uh, I saw Between the Buried and Me headline. With a couple other metal bands, one of the bands was instrumental, and they were incredible. Russian right Circles. No. No, they're pretty dynamite. No. Instrumental uh, metal band. They toured together. Bolivia or something it's, like that. No. No. 
This was probably like three, four years ago. Hmm. Huh. I can't think of who they toured with. Well, that conversation's going nowhere. Yeah, animals as leaders or Russian circle. Oh, uh, yeah, animals as leaders. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty yeah. good. And Dillinger Escape Plan is another one I've seen a couple times. Yeah, I've seen them. So who's down last... to record a uh, twenty to thirty minute bonus segment where we talk about the most controversial stuff we can come up with? Oh, oh shit! Starting this now. Is, Everybody answer at once, please. It's early for me, man. So I'm down. Yeah, I'm gonna have to bail. I'll do it another average. time, but it's all good. I'm I'm exhausted. Yeah, whoever doesn't want to, it's fine. Nathan, no. Uh, I've got 10% on my battery, um, and I don't know if I could do 45 minutes from now, but... You have a charger on hand, by chance? <laughs> <sighs> I've got one upstairs. Well, you don't have to. Say, it's all good. It's all good, and we'll just do a, a quick thing. Whoever wants to is down, or is welcome to. Whoever doesn't want to, it's fine. Skype yeah. is impressing me now, dude. I used I used to be a big Hangouts fan, but this is so much better, man. I know. Yeah. I it used to be shitty, I was asking people Skype. to come on here to do this, and I was like, I have no idea how if I can actually have all these people in, and uh, it's impressing me now too. I used to do uh, I used to do one on ones, and I would lose Skype feed. And now I have like five on one, and it's doing yeah. pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I'm using the new Skype app on Windows 10. It's dynamite. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm on the new Skype app on Mac. It's good. Yeah. JB, so I think I'm... where are you at? Are you bailing? It's fine if you need to. I, I, I need to, but I don't really want to because you just said <laughs> controversial. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little envious. I kind of want to stay too, but I need to get to bed. It's all so good. I'm going to head out, guys. It's all good. Hey, Dan, thanks for inviting me. This is a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. Thanks nice for coming. Meet you. Yeah, it was nice to talk good to you guys. It was, it was, it yeah, was nice a, meeting you. A really fast two hours, my God. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, everyone. Yep. Take care. We'll see you. I'll stay. All right. Well, uh, yeah. let me wrap this up real quick, even though Justin just bailed. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys, all for coming on. Justin, Forrest, uh, you know, all you guys. <laughs> uh, Bruce, yeah. JB, Melissa, Nathan, Jeanette. Nora, thanks for being here for the first Skype party that we've had. And uh, we are going to record some bonus content now. And if you want that, go join the Downers Club. But, guys, thank you so much for your time. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Peace. This has been a Goulash Media production. Goulashmedia.net. This concludes our broadcast day. Click.